Listener Production. Australia Today's Morning Agenda with Natasha Belling. Good morning. Thanks for your company. Let's check what's making headlines this Monday, the 9th of August. Calls are growing for the New South Wales government to enforce tougher COVID restrictions after the state recorded record high cases over the weekend. There were more than 580 new COVID cases detected on Saturday and Sunday, and up to 330 of those may have been in the community while infectious. Six people also died over the weekend, bringing the current outbreak's death toll to 28. Strategic health policy consultant Bill Botel has told the project something needs to change. Victorian stage four equivalent lockdowns that would have had the best chance of containing the infection and reducing it in pretty short order have never been tried in Sydney. So whatever is the idea behind the strategy in New South Wales, it's certainly not working. Meantime, the New South Wales government is stepping up its vaccine rollout with thousands of Year 12 students from hotspot suburbs to get the jab today at a mass vaccination hub. Tougher restrictions have also been announced for Penrith west of Sydney after new cases were detected in the region. And regional New South Wales is also on alert as COVID continues to spread across the state. Armadale has joined the Hunter region in a snap week lockdown after positive cases were detected and new exposure sites have also been announced for Tamworth. Authorities have issued new warnings for Coffs Harbour, Dubbo and Mudgee after high-level virus fragments were detected in the sewage. To Queensland now, and while the lockdown has lifted for the southeast of the state, new concerns are emerging about a case in Cairns. A snap lockdown has been announced after a taxi driver tested positive after being infectious in the Cairns community for 10 days. He was one of nine locally acquired cases reported across Queensland yesterday. Premier Anastasia Palaszczuk says all residents need to be vigilant and avoid travel. Now's not the time to be travelling to regional Queensland unless you are an essential worker. But please put off plans to visit family and friends in regional Queensland for the next two weeks. Meantime, changes to Victoria's vaccine rollout have come into play overnight, with 18 to 39-year-olds now able to access the AstraZeneca COVID vaccine. There are concerns the state's lockdown may be extended after all of yesterday's 11 new COVID cases were infectious while in the community. There are now at least 150 exposure sites, including a number of schools. Here is Victoria's Premier, Daniel Andrews. The assumption has got to be that there's other people out there who have got this and have potentially spread it to others and they haven't got tested, they're not isolating. Australia's first drive-through vaccination clinic will also open up in Melbourne later this morning. The Moderna vaccine could be given the tick of approval for use in Australia in the next fortnight. The Therapeutic Goods Administration is expected to give the jab the green light and it's set to be distributed as early as mid-next month. Australian Medical Association Vice President Dr Chris Moy says it's time to vaccinate our 18 to 40-year-olds. It does appear that the ones that catch it and spread it around the city. So focusing on that group is going to be really important. So to have more vaccines to add to the Pfizer army that we have at the moment will be really positive in the next few months. 
And support for Prime Minister Scott Morrison has plunged to record lows amid the ongoing lockdowns and the bungled COVID vaccine rollout. According to the latest news poll in The Australian, 49% of us are unhappy with the PM's handling of the pandemic. While Mr Morrison remains the preferred Prime Minister, his approval rating has dropped two points to 49%, while Labor leader Anthony Albanese has gained three points to 36%. Now let's check what's happening in your state with our reporters on the ground and we return to New South Wales now and thousands of residents across Armadale are now in a seven-day lockdown after a number of COVID cases were detected in the region. New alerts have also been issued for Tamworth. Our reporter Hamish Finlay says there are fears COVID is spreading across rural New South Wales. Well, that's the real concern in Tamworth, where a popular cafe and pub have been listed overnight as close contact exposure sites. The city's population of 43,000 will no doubt be watching Premier Gladys Berejiklian's press conference closely today to see if they too will be heading into lockdown. Armadale's 15-month COVID-free run came to an end late last week after someone infected with the virus travelled there from Newcastle, which is dealing with a growing cluster. Police are ramping up enforcement across the New England to ensure the virus doesn't spread any further. To Victoria now, and Australia's first drive-through COVID vaccination site will open today at the site of a former Bunnings. The facility at Melton in Melbourne's northwest will be offering Pfizer doses for now and AstraZeneca before the end of the month, with the capacity to administer around 10,000 vaccinations every week. James Lake in Melbourne says it's part of a huge boost to Victoria's vaccine rollout from today. Most of our mass vaccination hubs are actually booked out for more more than a month now, Tash, after yesterday's announcement of AstraZeneca becoming available to Victorians aged 18 to 39. Health authorities say the state has been sitting on a stockpile of AstraZeneca shots in the hundreds of thousands that it seemed nobody wanted. But from today, nine hubs will have it available to young people and more will come online in the next few weeks. Also, within weeks, pharmacists will be able to start giving the jab to people aged under 39 when they get their supplies of the Moderna vaccine. Now, for a look at the latest in business and finance news, we're joined this morning by Peter Switzer from the switzerreport.com.au. Peter, good morning. This is interesting. One of our major banks' economics team thinks Australia could be heading for a recession and they are blaming the Delta variant lockdowns. Yeah, before the Delta strain, another recession looked unthinkable, but so was Sydney in a six-week lockdown and with Melbourne again in another lockdown. And so NAB economists think we already could be in a recession. A recession is two quarters of negative growth and the current September quarter has to be negative because of the lockdowns. The NAB team think the June quarter could also be a small negative and if they're right, their recession call could be right too. Let's hope not because a recession headline would not be good for the economy, confidence and jobs. And talking about that recession headline, what is this ongoing speculation set to do to the stock market, Peter? Well, it won't be a positive for stocks, but on the other hand, company reporting season starts in earnest this week with CBA, NAB, Telstra, JB Hi-Fi and other big-name businesses set to do a show-and-tell of their profits. Profits are expected to be up a massive 50%, but it will be the outlook statements that the market will watch really closely. If they're positive, stock prices can go higher. And Peter, the red-hot real estate market is continuing to defy the odds with a lack of supply, extraordinary prices for many properties, but there could be a crackdown on loans soon. 
Yeah, APRA oversees bank lending and recently told the country's biggest lenders to avoid being reckless with their loans. Home loans are up a huge 83% in a year and investor loans are up 40% since January. And the last time house prices fell, 2017 to 19, it was when APRA told banks to play hardball on lending. Interesting times ahead, Peter. Thank you. Cheers. for sport now with Brett Thomas and Brett the curtain has come down on what organisers have called of course the most challenging Olympics ever. Yes good morning Tasha I think the miracle was that it went ahead but when it did well how amazing has the Olympics been just having that on TV during this time in Australia when so much of the country has been in lockdown during various stages. Matt Belcher the sailing gold medalist had the honour of carrying the Aussie flag into the closing ceremony last night. 68,000 seat stadium it was empty but it didn't stop the hosts from putting on a spectacular light show. Many of our athletes weren't there because the AOC gave them up to 48 hours to actually leave Japan after their final event. We ended the Games sixth on the medal tally, equaling our record of 17 gold medals. And our Minister for Sport, Richard Colbeck, says our athletes have a lot to be proud of. Fantastic results across the board. Brilliant sportsmanship. And we've seen that in a number of different ways. And it's just great to see them working so closely together as a combined team. And the IOC President Thomas Bach officially closed the Games and, as you mentioned, called it the most challenging Olympic journey. Yeah, the Games were so good, just what we need at the moment. To the AFL now, Brett, and two weeks to go in the season and spots in the top eight are still wide open. Yes, well, Essendon's now back in the finals hunt. Their biggest win of the season yesterday over the Bulldogs by 13 points, who had a late surge, the the Doggies, but the Bombers managed to hold on. Peter Wright was phenomenal. Seven goals straight from just nine disposals, and Coach Ben Rutten says that as a club, they took a big step forward. I feel like we've been getting better, and today was a more consistent, well-round performance for us, but the next little phase of growth for us is about repeating that week after week. Now, the Dogs might remain top, but they have a massive injury concern. Josh Bruce uh, going down with a suspected ACL tear in the dying seconds of the match. Coach Luke Beveridge is fearing the worst. Well, it's not looking good, but our guys will confirm what the outcome is after a scan tomorrow. The Lions mauled the Dockers last night. They have a slim chance of making the top four, and the Hawks beat the Magpies. Second win in a row since Alistair Clarkson announced this will be his last season. And Brett, can the Titans dare to dream about ending their five-year finals drought? Well, they, perhaps they can at the moment. They've jumped back up to seventh. It's still congested around that uh, part of the top eight, so they have to keep winning. They thrashed the Cowboys. It was a one-sided game last night. 36 points to 14. Ash Taylor and uh, rookie Toby Sexton combined for their third win in a row as a halves pairing, and that means that Jamal Fogarty will remain on the bench, according to the coach, Justin Holbrook. Jamal's been great for us uh, last year and this year, and but you know I'm really happy, as you said, with Toby and Ash. I think they're combining really well, so you know, I like uh, the stability there, so I'll more than likely keep it as is and, and Jamal will just have to you know, wait for his opportunity and I think mentally it's been good for him, freshen him up for a few weeks. And amazingly, the Tigers are still a mathematical chance of snapping their finals drought. They beat the Bulldogs 28-16. to They've got the Cowboys, Sharks, Panthers and Dogs again in the run home, so at least three of those are definitely winnable. He could save his job and make the top eight at the same time, Tash. Nice. Thanks so much, Brett. Thanks, Tash. 
And the Tokyo Olympics are being hailed a major success, with Australia claiming a record haul of medals in one of our best games ever. We finished sixth on the medal tally with 17 gold, 7 silver and 22 bronze. In his final address, Australia's chef de Michon, Ian Chesterman, fought back tears. It's been a pretty tough game, I've got to say. And everything we set out to achieve, we did. We had zero COVID cases. I sort of think about these people going home to their families and that's what we've done. We've delivered them home. Yeah, great effort. That audio, thanks to Channel 7. And that's all you need to know to start your day with Australia Today's Morning Agenda. In your podcast feed from 6.30am every weekday morning, you can also catch the latest episode in a whole new world of audio by downloading the new listener app for free. I'm Natasha Belling. Thanks so much for your company. Have a great day. Stay safe. And we look forward to seeing you tomorrow. Listener.